Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. Father, we thank you. Spirit of the living God, we worship you. We thank you for what you have done. We thank you for what you are doing. And we thank you for what you are, what you, what you will do. Because you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you have done it before, you will do it again. I hear it clearly in my spirit. The wind blows. You do not know where it is coming from. Neither do you know where it is going. Such is for those who are born of the spirit. They will try to find you, but they will not see you. Is there any place wind cannot enter? Everywhere the soles of your feet will tread upon, the Lord will give it to you for your possession. (laughs) Is there such a thing as stagnant wind? It is impossible. Wind cannot be stagnated. So anybody under the sound of my voice, I come against stagnation in your life in the name of Jesus. Whether or not you choose to acknowledge the wind, whether or not you want to debate whether it exists or not, you cannot ignore the fact, even if you don't see it, it is present. Whether they like it or not, they must acknowledge you in this season. The wind blows. The wind blows. Such are those who are born of the Spirit. Such are those who are born of the Spirit. It is in Him we live, it is in Him that we move. Who can stand in the way of God? Who can open a door when God shuts? Who can shut a door when God opens? For I have set before you an open door that no man born of a woman that no principality or power I have set before you an open door that no created entity can shut. So we key into it and we say that it is so. Where two or three touch and they agree on a thing, it is established on earth and in heaven. So Father, we say it is so. And Father, as we go into a time of your word, I ask, oh God, oh God, sweet Holy Spirit, that I decrease and you alone increase. That I am just a vessel in the hand of the Almighty. I am clay in the hand of the potter. Father, I ask, oh God, that my tongue be like that of a ready writer, ready to inscribe on the hearts of those who are ready to receive. I pray, oh God, that the word will land on good soil and take roots. I serve the devil, notice, and all his minions that will try to stop, impede, or block the word. We command you right now to go and to flee in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. In Jesus' name. If you believe it, shout amen. If you receive it, shout amen. If you know that God indeed is good, give God a big shout of hallelujah in this place.
Come on, somebody give God a shout of hallelujah in this place. Come on, come on, come on. You can do better than that. Give God a shout of hallelujah. Amen, 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 amen. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Last Sunday, we we started on Joshua 1, and we know that it was right after Moses had died, and God decided to speak to Joshua on what he would do, and he told him to be strong and be courageous, to take the people over the Jordan. Do you remember Today we're going to continue in this vein. I I, I almost don't want to call it a series lest I commit myself. But we'll continue. And today we shall be coming out of Joshua chapter 2. And if I will title this sermon, I will call it the Scarlet Thread. Somebody say the Scarlet Thread. Let's turn quickly to the book of Joshua in the second chapter. I shall read very quickly from verse 1 to 23, a bit of story time. Let's set the context so we fully understand what is happening and then we will delve in to see what the Lord would have me say. Amen. Joshua verses two, chapter 2 verse 1, King James Version. And Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out Shittim, out of Shittim, two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho, And they went and came into the religious people got really quiet. Lest we say that word in church. Let's not be afraid. One, two, go. Into into let's hold that. Let's keep it in our pockets. Into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. They didn't just come and go. They Lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them. And said thus, they came men unto me, but I wish not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I wot not. I just love King James. It's like you're reading a poem. Whither the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And then the man pursued after them the way to Jordan, unto the fort. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. Verse 8. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. And your terror is falling upon us. For somebody here, the terror of the Almighty will fall on your enemies. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Verse 10. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. 
Now, therefore, I pray you swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that you will show kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token. And that you will save alive my father, my mother, my brethren, my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, our lives for yours. If ye utter not this our business, and it shall be that when the Lord had given us the land, not if the Lord will give us the land, when the Lord has given us the land, we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Go you to the mountains, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterwards may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Verse 18. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father, thy mother, thy brethren, and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the streets, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, the blood shall be on our heads, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath which thou hast made us swear. And she said, according to your word, so be it. And she sent them away and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came unto the mountains and abode three days until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout all the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain, passed over, came to Joshua, the son of Nun, and told him all things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, truly, the Lord has delivered into our hands all of the land, for even all the habitants of the country do fade before us. So we're going to go back to the beginning. As I began to read this story, I found interestingly that the star, or in, in, in film or on a project, they would say who is the lead character, the lead, the main lead. So the main lead in this story is a prostitute. Can we just pause for a second? And I know that all the religious people in the house are offended. But can we just, can we just put a selah right there? Selah. The main star of this story is a... Say it, say it. It's okay. I know, I know. It's offending your religious, your religious nerves. Is a prostitute. So, news flash. God can use. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Talk back to me. Talk back to me. God can use. See, dear Christian, we don't get to put an embargo on who God can and cannot use. Oh, oh, sorry, I'll say it again. Dear Christian, we don't get to put an embargo on who God can and cannot use. You see, we don't get to decide who is qualified to be used by God. As a matter of fact, I hear he does not call the qualified. He qualifies the... Sorry, did 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 I get it right? He does not call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Right? Yes? Yes. As a matter of fact, when you feel like you are qualified, it's an indication that you are not right for the job. 
Because the last I checked, everybody God has used in the Bible was not by man's standard, that is. We don't get to decide who, who God is qualified to use. He can use, write this down, he can use anybody at any time, in any place, for any reason, in any season, for his glory. <laughs> Two men go into the land to spy out the land and the salvation of the two spies was in the hands of a ah. <laughs> in the hands of a prostitute now I know us saved people I'm sure when we read this story the first thing you ask yourself is why were they going to the house of a in the first place. Let me give you the answer why. Back in the day, military conquest, if you were going to infiltrate a land, one of the safest places to go was the brothel, was to the house or in the area of prostitution because no one would bat an eye. Foreigners come, foreigners go. So if you saw foreign men in the prostitutes, area or the no one really thought anything of it so they went there for a purpose right now they've gone into the house of Rahab and the bible says that they were there and then she hid them on the roof and then after a while she came to speak to them do you remember that part now can you imagine? Just, just because sometimes when we read these stories, we forget that this is this actually happened in real life. This is not African magic or tales by moonlight. I'm casting my age. Or what was the other one? Tales by moonlight and Storyland. God bless Jimmy Sholanke. He made those Sundays fantastic. This happened in real life. Now, can you imagine if the spies were Christians of nowadays and the prostitute came to have a conversation with them? <laughs> I could hear them saying, oh, we cannot speak to you. Be gone from us before you infect us with your devilish tongue. You see doctors. Can we be real? Can you imagine... Because somehow we have this whole ideology <laughs> that we are light and they are darkness. And so therefore, what does light, what business does light have to do with darkness? Eh, but if you are light in light, then you have no effect. It is only in darkness that we can see your lights. You don't take a well man to the hospital. You take a sick man to the hospital. And the last I checked, the commission was go into the world and make disciples. Not go into church and recycle. For God so loved the, not for God so loved the, oh, I'm about to break some religious tables today. This table you are shaking, we will shake it. But God would use a prostitute to save the lives of these spies. Don't despise anybody. Now, I began to look through the Bible and I see a theme where God will put the salvation of a person in the most, in the most unthought or uncommon or most weird, if you will, or unexpected place. 
Second Kings 5 verse 1 to 3. He would use a servant girl for Naaman's deliverance. Second Kings 5 1 to 3. Now Naaman, captain of the host of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master and honorable because by him the Lord had given deliverance unto Syria. He was also a mighty man in valor, but he was a... He was a... And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel, a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife, a slave. Sometimes God can put your deliverance in the mouth of a slave. And she said unto her mistress, Would God my Lord were with the prophet that is in Samaria... For he would recover him of his. He was a great man, but he was a leper. You can be a great man and still be a leper. But God would use the servant girl to deliver him. He would use a slave for David's deliverance. First Samuel 30 verses 10 to 15. And this was when David and his men had come back to Ziklag. And they found out that it was burnt. And everybody was depressed. His mighty men who will ride and die for him. Wanted to stone him because they took their family. Listen, it's all good until you touch my family. They would ride for him. They would die for him. But they get back to Ziklag and someone had taken their whole family. They were upset. And you know when we are upset or we are in pain, we look for somebody to blame. And all of a sudden, they said that they would stone David. And the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Do you remember? Now look at 30, 1 Samuel 30, chapter um, 10, verse 15. Now he, we know he says, he asked of the Lord, bring me the ephod. Should I, should I pursue? God says, pursue overtake you shall recover all so he sets out now this is verse 10 but david pursued he and 400 men for 200 men abode behind which were so faint they could not go over the brook boar a besor sorry verse 11 and they found an egypt in the field and brought him to david and gave him bread, and he did eat and they made him drink water be too busy to show kindness never be too busy to show kindness. Verse 12. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and the two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him. For he had eaten no bread, nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou? And whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant of an Amalekite. And my master left me three days because I fell sick. His master discarded him because he fell sick. Isn't it interesting that human beings can discard us when they feel like they don't need us? Am I being real? He said, because I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south of the Cherites and upon the coast which belongs to Judah and upon the south of Caleb and we burned where? Ziklag with fire. And David said unto him, what did David say unto him? Read it out with me. Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, swear unto me by God that thou would neither kill me nor deliver me into the hands of my master. And I will bring thee down to this company. The slave that was discarded by his master became the undoing of his army. And because David was not too busy to show kindness, his deliverance was locked up in the mouth of a sick slave. He would use another prostitute as an evangelist. John 4, 28 to 33. We know the story. Jesus was going to get but he had to pass through Samaria. And he's standing by the well. And we know the woman comes by the well. And he starts a conversation. Give me a drink. Says, who are you? If you knew who the one I was asking you, you would ask me to give you a drink. But our prophets and they have a conversation back and forth. X, Y, and Z. And says... Tell me about you, um, 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 something, ask a question about her. And she says, listen, I have no husband. And Jesus says, you're right, because you've had, you've had four husbands. And the one that's with you right now is not your husband. And they begin to have a conversation. And by the time they are done, listen to what happens. The woman left her water pot. 
Verse 28. And went away to the city and said to the who? To the who? You see, every mess will become your message. She runs to the man and she says what? Come see a man who has told me all the things that I ever did. Is not this the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came unto him. He would use a donkey to save a prophet. Numbers 22, 28 to 31. Numbers 22, 28 to 31. It says this. Then the Lord opened the donkey's mouth and he said to Balaam, What have I done to you to make you beat me these three times? Balaam answered the donkey, You have made a fool of me. If only I had a sword in my hand, I would kill you right now. The donkey said to Balaam, Am I not your donkey? Which you have always ridden to this day. Have I been in the habit of doing this to you? No, he said. Then the Lord opened Balaam's eyes and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the road with a sword drawn. So he bowed low and fell face down. Yes, yes, God uses animals too. Listen, the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. He would use a whale to get Jonah to Nineveh. Jonah 1 verse 17. Now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. He would use a fisherman to build his church. Matthew six eighteen, And I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my Matthew 16, 18. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You don't get to decide who God uses. Abraham was a liar. Moses was a murderer. David was an adulterer. Peter was a denier. Thomas was a doubter and Lazarus was dead <laughs> yes dead John 11 14 to 15 John 11 14 to 15 then said Jesus unto them plainly Lazarus is and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that ye may believe nevertheless let us go to him I don't care what is dead in your life yes God can use that too it is interesting that when God changed Jacob's name to Israel we know the story Jacob wrestled with God remember the story all night and he said your name shall no longer be Jacob but it shall be but it's interesting that even after he changed his name to Israel, he still referred to himself as the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Matthew twenty-two thirty-one to 32 says this. Jesus is speaking to the Sadducees and he says, but about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of... He is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. It's interesting. Jacob meant deceiver, supplanter. And so when he changed his name to Israel, you would think that since he had changed his name to Israel, that God would now say, I'm the God of Abraham, Isaac, and... But he said Abraham, Isaac, and... What does that mean? This means that God is not afraid to identify with you in your mess. You don't have to be perfect to come to him. He's not afraid to be identified with you in your mess. Exodus 33, 19 says this. And he said, I will make all my goodness, talking to Moses, pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. Romans 1 verse 28. <laughs> Since, now Romans 1 28, I'll check this. 
verse, Romans 28 to chapter 2 to 5. Now, put this in the NLT, because I, I don't want us to miss this. Are you with me? I will show, God says in Exodus, I will show mercy on who I choose to show mercy to. I will show, have compassion on those who I choose to have compassion with. Now, I want to title this little letter I'm about to read now, Dear Christian. Now, Paul is talking. He says, since they thought, they thought it foolish to acknowledge God. No, put it in NLT. NLT, good, great. Since they thought it foolish to, to acknowledge God. He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that they should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and what? They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless and have no... They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them... Wow, what sort of people are these? Wow, horrible people, Abby. Chapter 2. Shall we read? What does it say? Hmm? Put it, put it, put it. Put it, put it. Read, 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 read. What does it say? Wait. Don't rush over that. Calm down. You may think you can condemn such people, but you are just as... And you have no excuse when you say they are wicked and should be punished. You are what? Oh, sorry, it's okay, sorry, it's okay. You are what? Okay. For you who judge others, do this very same. At this point, we should just end the service and let's all go home. Contrite in spirits. Just humble. Because you yourselves do the very same. And we know that God in his justice will punish anyone who does such things. Verse 3. Dear Christian, since you judge others for doing these things, why? Question. Why? (laughs) Why do you think... You can avoid God's judgment when you do the same. Should we not just thank God that God does not put our lives on full screen and calls everybody to watch? You see, the beautiful thing about God is he does not have the luxury of ignorance. So when you are repenting and saying, I will never do it again, he knows when you will do it how you will do it, with whom you will do it, at the time you will do it, but yet he still shows you mercy. And let's not be fooled. Just because, see, there's a difference between, you know, I don't understand this policy in church where, (laughs) I know I'm breaking tables, but it's okay, this table, we will break it. I don't understand this policy in church where we shame people. But you bring them before the church when they sing to castigate them and announce to the whole church, come and see brother so-so-so and sister so-so-so. Do you know what we are doing? We are not teaching the others not to do it, but we are telling them, don't get caught. Oh, I'm going to break the table. You are telling them not not to do it, but don't get caught. Because if you get caught, this is what will happen to you. It is in that moment when they have fallen. He said, restore your brother in. That is when they need our covering. Jesus, they brought a woman caught in adultery to him. And he said, he who is without sin. Go on. 
as your body the odds, as you are the judge, jury, and executioner, if you are without sin, cast the first stone. And all of a sudden, and it's interesting about the story that it takes two to commit adultery, yet there was only one there. But let's leave that for another day. And all of a sudden, they begin to drop their stones and they begin to walk away. And Jesus says something to, the, to, 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 to her. She says, woman, where are your accusers? And she says, neither do I condemn you. He never condemns the sinner. He condemns the sin. He separates who you are from what you do. You bring them up before your time. You say, this is what will happen. Do you realize, let me just shake the table a bit further. Do you know that the person who falls into, say, sexual immorality and ends up getting pregnant and decides to keep the baby and you bring them up to shame them, do you know that that person is more brave because they are, they are wearing, they, they are, their tummy is an evidence of what they have done. But we teach people in church, you know what, Don't, if you keep the baby, they will kill you, your whole family, your children, your whole family. You are just as like back in the day, leprosy. Depart from us. Remove them. Set them aside. That is when they need our covering the most. That is when they need the love of God the most. Oh, it's quiet in church. Are you still with me? Are you there? Beautiful. Shall we continue? Verse 4, it says what? Don't you... See how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with who? Don't you see? Are you you still here, church? Read it with me. Don't you see how tolerantly kind, patient that God is with? With you. Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from? It is not a license to judge other people. It's gotten very quiet in church. I haven't started my message yet. We're just doing preamble. We haven't got into this. Have we got to the scarlet thread? We're just leading up to the amen. Matthew 7, 1 to 5. It's like we'll do scarlet thread part 1 or part 2 because I'm looking at my time. Matthew 7, 1 to 5. What does it say? NLT. Do not judge. And you will not be. For you will be treated as you treat. <laughs> hey, no one knows mercy. To you are in need of mercy yourself. You don't know what mercy is. <laughs> the standard to which you treat, you judge others, is the standard at which you will be. Verse 3. And why worry about a speck in your own friend's eye when you have a whole log in your own? How can you think of saying to your friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own? What does number five say? Oh, come on, say it with me. Say it loud. First, get rid of the log in your own. Then you will see well enough <laughs> to deal with the speck in your friends. It's just, it's Bible we're reading, Abby. Ephesians 2 verse 8, NLT. Ephesians 2 verse 8, it says this. God saved you by his... Come on, somebody. God saved you by his... When you believed, and you can't take credit for this, it is a gift from salvation is not a reward for the good things that we have done. Dear Christian, you are not saved because you are good. You are not saved because of what you do. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he's planned for us long ago 
So everything that we do, it is in him that both walketh and we left for him to do of his good pleasure. Sir, ma, your righteousness is as filthy rags. It's quite quiet in this place. I want Pharisees and Sadducees. He says the Messiah. Yet, look at the people he's hanging out with. I want riffraffs. I want tax collectors. I want prostitutes. I want fishermen. 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 Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor. Thou shalt not judge. Let's give God praise for grace. I, I, I just thought it was important for us to address that because the style of the story was a... Let's jump very quickly to verse 10. Joshua 2 verse 10. Remember, she goes up to the roof and she begins to talk to them and in verse 9, she said unto them, I know that the Lord has given you the land and that the terror has fallen upon us and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Now look at what verse 10 says. For we have... For we have... Say that again. We have heard. Write this down. Doubt is created in the eyes. Faith is created in the ears. Romans 10, 13... To 14 and 17. Romans 10, 13 to 14 and 17. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Let's jump to verse 17. 17 says this, so then faith comes by, faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. So because she heard and believed in that moment, she became righteous. How do I know this? Romans 4 verse 20, put it in the NLT. Romans 4 verse 20, it says this, let's go start at verse 18. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger and in this he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as what? As righteous. And when God counted him as righteous, it wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It is recorded for our benefit too, assuring us that God will also count us as righteous if we believe in him. The one who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, verse 25. He was handed over to die because of our sins and he was raised to life to make us right by God. So the question becomes, what are you hearing? What are you hearing? There was an experiment that was done. They took two plants, the exact same size. They put them in the exact same place, exposed them to exact, the same type of soil texture, put them, exposed them to exact kind of sunlight and put, gave them the exact amount of water. The only difference was, one, they spoke good words over it every day. You are blessed. You flourish like a palm tree planted by the rivers of water. Your leaves are green. Oh, how beautiful are thou, oh plants. You, you catch my drift. And the other one, you are ugly. You will wither. You will die. You are useless. After six days, the one that was spoken over had increased in size. His leaves were green. The one that was spoken over death in six days died faith comes by 
hearing and hearing by the word of God. Listen, you don't discuss what the situation is saying. You discuss what God is saying about your situation. So your inner ear, your spirit man can hear it. Because God's word is not just true. He is, God's word is truth. He is the way God, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am life. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Joshua 2, let's jump to verse 18 real quick. I'll set it up, and then I'll leave it for next week. We'll continue the scarlet thread next week, but let's set it up. Verse 18 says this, Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, and when thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father, thy mother, thy brethren, and all their father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house in the streets, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head if any hand be upon him. I will say this very quickly and I'll leave it. I won't say too much. They let them down the window through the scarlet thread. And when I read that, I got very excited because I realized, and I'm sure most of us have when they've read that story, is the scarlet thread represents the redemptive power of the blood of Jesus over sin and death. I get excited when I think about the blood of Jesus. The blood that speaks even louder than that of Abel. The blood that is still speaking even today. The scarlet thread is woven through the tapestry of the whole Bible. That scarlet thread through the old and through the new. The Old Testament, they say, is the New Testament concealed. And the New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. And you will find that that thread starts from the book of Genesis. to revelations the whole old testament speaking pointing to the redemptive power of jesus and the blood and the cross and the price that was paid from genesis to revelation and because of my time we will pause there and we will pick up the scarlet thread Next week, part two. We were saved by grace. It is, say, it is grace that saves us. So we don't get to decide who gets to be a partaker of this grace. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That is the love of God that draws us to repentance. So if we have freely received of this gift of salvation, how dare us begin to hoard and decide who is worthy to partake of the thing that we were freely given. For some of us realize that the only Bible that some people will ever read is your life. They don't get to open the Bible. They might never step into church. But is your life a testament of God's love? They ask Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? He says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And the next thing, he says, love your as yourself. Because if you do not have love, you cannot say that you are of me. He says, on the last day, if you come before me and say, I cast out demons and devils in your name. I preached. I gave. I gave offering. I cleaned the church. I preached X, Y, and Z. And he says that you have no love in your heart. You're like a clanging cymbal. Cymbal. Don't make you noise. 
All container and no content. All matter and no substance. For God so loved the world that he he gave. So dear Christian, if we have freely received this love, let us freely give this love. Let us not be known as the house of judgment and guilt and condemnation. After all, the Bible says, now there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You cannot be in Christ Jesus and be condemning others. What Christ are you Christ in? Do you know how the term Christian came about? Because they said these ones have been with Christ. They've walked with Christ. The way he walked, the way he lived, the way he talked. So they are Christians. By their fruits. Don't tell me you're an apple, but I'm tasting at Balumo. The math is not math. Are you with me? Let us be the beacon of light and love in the world. Let us not judge, lest we be judged. The same measure to which we judge, we will be judged. It is easy to be humble when you realize that all you have, you have been given. Humility is easy. Do you not know when you stand and talk about how this person is sinning and that person is sinning, the very act you are doing, it is pride. You are sinning. Because we are lofty in our own eyes. Take out the log so that you can see well. Let everybody carry their own cross and walk out their own salvation with I'm trembling. And the Lord will help us. Amen. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you that your grace and your mercy is renewed every morning. Day by day. You give us new mercies every day. Every day. You wake up every morning a new mercy, a new grace. Because we know that we will always need it. And your grace and your mercy and your love is inexhaustible. So for that we say thank you. The same way you love us. The same way you are patient with us. The same way you are kind to us. The same way you are long-suffering. May we also give to those around us. May we show your grace. May we show your love. May we show your mercy. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.